Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome back to the Know Your Role Player podcast. I am your host, J215, the number forever. Follow your boy on Instagram and on my Instagram and my bio is the Know Your Role Player. Know your role player underscore podcast page. Also on Twitter, K-N-O-W-Y-A-P-L-A-Y-A. Welcome back, guys. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a podcast to step to. Um, Please follow me on Instagram. I'm going to do a lot more posts. I'm going to try to get a thousand posts up, all right? So I am going to take back the podcast every day thing I was going to do because, honestly, it doesn't make sense. And I don't want to do a podcast every day, and that's not great quality. Um, I'm doing a lot of things. I'm doing a YouTube channel on Black Thor. I'm doing a basketball. I'm doing so many things. It doesn't make sense for me to put my all into making a podcast every day because it's going to lower the quality and the content. All right? With that being said, the Know Your Role Player podcast is available on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Google Music, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Stitcher, and many more platforms. But the best way that you can listen to my podcast is to download the Anchor app. Once you download the Purple Anchor app, you look, create a profile, and look K-N-O-W-Y-A-P-L-A-Y-E-R, Know Your Role Player. You click on it. And once you click on it, you subscribe to it. And listen, once you subscribe to it, it will automatically synchronize and go whatever is your primary music app. It will play it over there. It does the work for you. But check this out. I'm going to do a giveaway. Um, if After my 50th new subscriber, I am going to give one of those guys a gift. And I'm going to shout out one of my old subscribers and give them a gift. So I'm definitely doing giveaways this year because I just, why not, man? I'm all in on me. All in on my podcast. So, um, unfortunately, we have some really bra- uh, breaking news. Um, it's with a heavy heart that I like to announce that Commissioner David Stern had passed away. So, um, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with the Stern family. He's been a commissioner for over 30 years. Um, our current commissioner, Adam Silver, has, um, you know, he's trained under David Stern for almost 10, 15 years. So, very heavy art, so, uh, you know, may God continue to heal the hearts of the Stern family, um, and let's just take a moment of silence for the Sterns. Thank you. All right, um, you know, I don't know if I can even spend this entire podcast, I don't want to belittle a death, because obviously, life and death are inevitable. You know, we're born, we live our lives, and then we die. So you should always live the best life as possible. You should always be kind. You should always keep God first because every day is a promise. And, um, you know, David Stern was an amazing, he was a trailblazer. Uh, he did a lot of amazing things, you know. Um, even me, it's a lot of amazing things I want to do. And a lot of my favorite players are getting older. So time is not on my side either. So I'm a young guy, but these time for these projects have to start soon. So, um, you know, um. Man, he just, he really shaped the NBA. He fixed it when it was in a bad place. Um, He marketed stars. He marketed the players. The NBA, 
The best thing about the NBA I can give David Stern credit for is that every player mattered. And the NFL is like team, 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 team. There's a lot of slave references in the NFL. And the NBA is like, no, each individual is dope. And they would literally push the individuals. Every player is their own brand. You know, and, um, you know, it's just it's a sad, sad thing. All right. And uh, I just want to personally thank David Stern, uh, you know, Adam Silver, uh, everybody in the NBA offices, you know, for giving me a chance. I don't have any affiliation with him, but manifestation, I will one day. But, um, you know, it's just a terrible thing. Like I said, a part of people not realizing how short life is, is just like dead in beefs and and just being a better person. It just stay about even if you don't dead beefs with people, just stay away from toxic people. You know, I see a lot on social media. Oh, people are toxic. Yeah, but are you toxic? You know, don't don't judge them. Judge yourself. Mind your own business. But uh, yeah, man, it's just um, it's a sad thing. Now, we are about to get into some real stuff. I wanted to talk about. How do I do this? How do I do this? All right. How about this? I'm going to talk about the games and then I'm going to talk about my issue. Um, my issue with the Philadelphia 76ers. But let's be fair. And today is the first of January. So let's talk about last night's games. So last night, the Sixers got blown out 97 to 115. Joel B didn't play. Al Horford was absolute trash. And after the game, he was not happy. He said a lot of stuff. And I said before the season, that Elton Brand is a complete idiot. I do not care that this man went to Duke. He traded for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's gone. He has this obsession with big man. Al Horford don't want to be there. He needs to get it together. Now, unfortunately, fortunately for him, Al Horford is a very valuable player. And he can help a team out right now. And I believe that they're going to trade Elton Brand very soon. Um, there's been some rumors. Uh, me, um... Let me uh let me see if I could uh Sixers. Okay. Okay. Sixers are on a three game losing streak, four and six in the last ten. Josh Richardson says, I don't think there's enough accountability in our locker room right now. I honestly feel like we kinda go play and don't. Alright? Now Al Horford says yesterday, I'm very I'm very limited in one of the things I can do. I'm not happy at all with this role in this offense. Uh, so I don't know who reported this, but nobody reported that the Sixers. Okay. So how about this? Kevin O'Connor, my favorite NBA podcaster, um, hard to take the Sixers seriously because contenders with such poor defensive effort and undemanageable offensive game plans like we saw today versus the Pacers. Scary part. There is a woman's Brett Brown system, Brett Brown scoring. Brett Brown system, Ben Simmons scoring, lack of shot creators, spacing, and so on. So, like, um, they they they're they're underachieving, but um, um, okay. How about this? I quote here: Since Horford has been with the Sixers, have needed as a stabilizer when Embiid is out. The Sixers have outscored teams by eight point nine points. Per 100 plays with Embiid off and Horford off the court. Last year, 2.9. Horford doesn't need to score to help. So he's actually doing his job. All right. Um, a lot of people, I want the Sixers to get a guard. I do not want Chris. I don't want nothing to do with Christopher Paul. Um, 
there's been a lot of rumors. Um, but they need better players. They I told everybody this team ain't winning no chip. And I'm glad they're starting to see it. Al Horford played like garbage truck juice yesterday. Five points, two of ten, one of four from the three-point line. Three rebounds, 26 million. Excuse me, 28 million, 26 minutes. Hey, man, I don't make excuses for Graham. Grown men. Now, with that being said, I can't scream and holler as much as I want to. Um, I'm not in my own spot right now. Elton Brand is absolute dummy. An idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's in over his head. This is not the Delaware Blue Coats, all right? So he was the GM of the Delaware Blue Coats, and they just gave him the NBA job. And I said, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Has he ever GM'd before? Oh, he GM'd the Blue Coats. Remember, Elton Brand overpaid Tobias Harris. Remember, Elton Brand traded for Jimmy Butler, and we all knew Jimmy Butler was going to LA or Miami. Remember, Elton Brand signed Al Horford after signing Bobon after having an obsession with big men. Remember, Elton Brand also purposely did not get shooters when his team needs shooters. Remember that we did not get a guard when Malcolm Brogdon was available. Elton Brand is an absolute dummy. You can tell the Sixers organization I said it. I've been to seven games. I do what I want. Wake up when it's lunch. Well, anyway, um, pathetic. And B didn't play. Matisse Thybulle didn't play. But even when he did play, they still play like trash. When they play the good teams, they get up for them. When they play the bad teams, they play like hot garbage truck juice. And I'm over. I'm over it. All right? Uh, Brett Brown is going after this year, bro. I, man, y'all can sell that dream to somebody else, man. He gets outcoached. He just ain't that good of a coach, man. I really watch hoops. Like, I passionately watch it. I watch it with every day. I, all, I pray and go to church and watch him basketball all day. I'm a basketball junkie. All right? So, um, he's just an idiot. Um... All right, to me, how do we fix it? I will sign Jamal Crawford, see if he can play. The world's telling me he can't. I didn't know everybody in the world knew Jamal Crawford's life. Um, they talking about C.J. McCollum. Dude, I don't think Portland's giving up no C.J. McCollum. Um, they have to throw their season away completely before they even try to trade him. Even then, I still don't think they do it. Now, there's, oh, there's guys you can trade Al Horford for for guards. Uh, maybe Shea Gillius Alexander. You know, we can find, a, we can find somebody somewhere. But um, let's go into the rest of the game. The Celtics beat the Hornets 109 to 92. Um, the Hornets attributed a dash. Jason Tatum scored 24. Kimba Walker scored 23. And Josh Gordon back again. Welcome back, Josh Gordon with 21. And then returned to beating the Hornets. This game was trash. I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Moving on. The Clippers defeated the Kings 105 to 87. This game was never close. Paul George had 21 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists uh, to shake off a start against the shorthanded Clippers thumping Sacramento. Uh, they scored 17 in the second, 14 in the fourth, 23 in the first. That is not enough offense. They lost. It's not hard. Basketball is a simple sport. Next, the absolute garbage truck juice uh, former legendary Warriors. They'll be back next season. Um... They lost 113 and 117. The, Lord, the Warriors have lost 26 games this season. More than any games they lost in the last six or seven years. So, hey, Steve Kerr, you're a good coach. Start coaching. DeMar DeRozan had 24 points. Uh, and they just won over a shorthanded Golden State team. But I'm going to give Steve Kerr credit. They play very hard. Um, 
I'm playing a lot of you know uh, role players. Uh, Glenn Robinson the third. Um, D'Angelo Russell's been hurt. They've just been playing a lot of scrappy guys, and they've been playing tough. Uh, Mr. Metaphor, this is for you. The Cleveland Cavaliers are absolute garbage truck juice. They lost 117. They lost 97 to 117 to the Raptors, who are now 23 and 11. They're trash. I'm not talking about them. My podcast. Next. Um, the Nuggets lost to the Rockets 104 to 130. Um, excuse me, I have to stop saying, um, in 2020, James Harden scored 35 points after missing the game-winning, uh, after after the last game with an injury to his heel or foot, comes back with 35, has a great game tonight. Um, as far as the Nuggets, I'm going to need more from other people. Um, Jamal Murray, 12 points, it's not going to get it done. Nikolai Jokic, eight rebounds, is not going to get it done. Nikolai Jokic, one three-point attempt, that's not going to get it done. So I'm going to need more. All right? All right. Next, last but not least, um, I'm going to dedicate this podcast, not to the Sixers, I'm going to dedicate this podcast to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, I'm going to do a nice little picture of uh, Shea Gillius Alexander. So Oklahoma City is very scrappy at 18-15. And they beat a very good Dallas team, 106-101. And Luka Doncic did play. Gallinari, Dennis Schroeder, both scored 20 points each. Chris Paul hit the go-ahead bucket with 40 seconds left to go. They were down seven in three minutes, and they came back and won an impressive game. So I got some sets for y'all. In the last five minutes of a clutch game with five points or less, the Clippers have the second-best offense in the league. That goes credit to Chris Paul and Shea Gillius-Alexander, the ball handlers. And um, I couldn't be happier for him. Now, today's games are pretty much done. Uh, the Lakers are blowing out the Suns by about 30. So we'll see if the Suns come back. If not, the Lakers should win their first game of the season. Uh, the Magic actually defeated the Wizards. The Magic is still scrappy. 15 and 19. They won't give up, man. Um DJ Augustine scored 25 points. Nikolai Vujicic added 20 points and 12 rebounds. And listen, they're getting it done, man. Uh the Wizards stink. But the Magic, man, pretty impressive win right there. They really want to make the playoffs. They really want to prove the world wrong and they should. Yo. Okay. The Knicks beat Portland, right? Carmelo comes to MSG Garden, scores 26, and they lost. And they lost bad. They scored 16 in that fourth quarter. They gave up 34 points. Um, Portland falls to 14 and 21. Um, they're really, really starting to get into a danger zone. Now, as you all know, I said they're going to turn the season around, but I can't turn the season around for them. They got to get it together. Shout-out to the Knicks for being a competitive NBA team, but you do not get cherry points for winning a game. That's what you're supposed to do. Last but not least, the Bucks won 106-104 to over the Minnesota Timberwolves. In this game, Giannis Akadatumbo has 32 points, 17 rebounds, and the Milwaukee Bucks held off a strong challenge from the shorthanded Minnesota Timberwolves team. Uh, Shabazz Napier had 22 points. Uh, Gucci best. Giannis had 32. Let's 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 do a little box score thing. 
have a little brickety brickety down down. Um, there was no, no Jeff Teague, no Noah Varley, no T Graham, no uh, Andrew Wiggins, no uh, Carlton Towns. Okay, yeah, the whole team is basically hurt. So the fact that they even kept this game close is really impressive. For the Bucks, uh, Giannis was great. Everybody else was average. That's been their season. Now, I want to talk about tomorrow's games, uh, Thursday. And we're going to have a Thursday podcast. I'm going to do two podcasts tomorrow. Because after Friday, I will not be doing a Saturday and Sunday podcast. So for 2020, here comes accountability. Podcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. No Saturday podcast, no Sunday podcast. Five podcasts a week, all right? It's very doable, and it's very fair to y'all. Let's talk about tomorrow's games, and let's get y'all out of here. So, tomorrow, the New Orleans, excuse me, the Charlotte Hornets are on the road in Cleveland, and Cleveland's favored by two. I have Cleveland winning. The Nuggets playing the Pacers. There's no line for that game. I got the Nuggets winning. The Raptors are playing the Heat. Miami's favored by 5.5. I got the Raptors winning. The Warriors are playing the Timberwolves. I got the Timberwolves winning. The Jazz are playing the Bulls. I have the Bulls winning at home. The Nets and the Mavericks. The Mavericks should win, but that is not a pushover game. Have San Antonio uh, favored by two. I got the Thunder winning that game. Grizzlies and Kings. I got the Grizzlies winning that game. And the Pistons and Clippers. Ooh, Blake Griffin returned to uh, Los Angeles. I got the Clippers blowing them out, so. Okay. Let's talk about what, what do y'all what do y'all want to talk about? Um do y'all want to talk about David Stern? What do y'all um what do, what do y'all want to talk about? Okay. Um let's talk about okay, I got an article for y'all. Hold on, I'm sorry. The ten things to look for in 2020. Um, the Carmelo Anthony uh, is, is working. He is good enough to be in the NBA. He's making more than enough shots. Um, but listen, for what they got him for, uh, he's doing great. The significance of Giannis Akadatumbo's three-point shot. Unlike Ben Simmons, Giannis actually has heart and he shoots. While Ben Simmons is too cool to shoot. Um, Shout-outs to Giannis for working on his game and shooting in the game. Uh, the Harden's chance of matching Wilt Chamberlain's 40 points per game. Um, I don't think he should go for that because he needs to get busy in the playoffs. Uh, I actually think he should fall back and take off about 10 games from now to the end of the season. We'll see if they do that. Um, I thought Davis would average 40. It may be one day he will, but he ain't built like that, man. Um yeah, Harden's workload has been as heavy as ever because Eric Gordon has been six weeks with the knee surgery. Um, he just returned back, so Harden's minutes should actually go down. So the momentum behind Adam Silver's pitch for an end-season tournament. No matter what you snap judgment this might be, there are two things to remember when considering an end-season tournament. One is Silver believes he needs to give franchises something to win other than the NBA title. Things that can energize his fans and, more specifically, grow revenue to be able to play for more trophies. He talked about the European soccer where teams play for multiple competitions, and he also focused in on the play-in tournament. 
The league has done a lot of studying and surveying of this topic. It believes new products and more instant results could engage fans during a time with a calendar year where they aren't paying close attention. Here's my thing. Um, that's fine. I don't know how you count those. Just count the games. Um, I think you should go 1-16 and the best 16 records make the playoffs and whoever doesn't have it, doesn't have it. Um, the chance an NBA trade will swing the NBA balance of power of the season. I don't see it. The Sixers could use a guy. Um, maybe the Sixers can trade for Drew Holiday. Uh, that's what I would like to talk. So Zach Lowe and Adrian Wojnarowski, Zach Lowe, my main man, we're going to get a podcast together next five years. Manifestation starts now. Boom. So, um, they're on the market and I want Drew Holiday. I don't know how to get him. I don't know what we got to do to get him, but I want Drew Holiday. And no, you're not getting Ben Simmons. Um, or Embiid. Um, Iguodala, I want Iguodala, so I want Drew Holiday and Iguodala, and I want our old Sixer team back, and I think with them two, we'd be just fine, um, let's go Sixers, uh, I'm, I'm all, I'm all in on the Sixers making trades, if Elm Brand wants to become a good GM, which I hope he should strive to be one day, making those trades would be how you do it. The idea that there's only the Lakers and the Clippers in the West, false. The Clippers have players that have injury issues. Paul George has two surgically repaired soldiers, and Kawhi Leonard has a bum knee. LeBron James is uh, 35, and Anthony Davis has injuries like he's 35. Um, So at any time, it could just be one uh, thing, and the Lakers have struggled with Luka Doncic. So I don't just give it to say two teams are in there. Kyrie, um, the next playoff chances, even if Kyrie Irving doesn't make the playoffs another game. And that's team without Kyrie Irving and Carlos Levert isn't sure a playoff team is for his strength. The Nets are seventh in the East. Uh, I don't know if they want to keep Kyrie. Um, it sounded miser- uh, miserable. Um, the Eastern Conference is as deep as the West. Facts. The days of the West being light years ahead of the East are over. This season, the East has owned the West 88-82 record against them with a 48% winning percentage, contrast to 39 over the previous three seasons. It's true that the pillow fight over the AFC maybe the East isn't going to excite anyone, Chicago, Detroit, and Charlotte, and Orlando, but Brooklyn has been good, and when Kevin Durant comes back, they're going to be better. Uh, Milwaukee, Miami, Boston, Toronto, and Philadelphia, and Indiana are all very good teams, and Indy respected. The consensus number one pick for the 2020 draft. Not real. Um, Lamelo Ball's been good. R.J. Hampton, Jameis Wiseman, Cole Anthony. I've been studying these guys a little bit, not a ton. Uh, but I don't think there is no clear-cut pick, so I'm going to say not real. The problem of the Philadelphia 76ers. It says real and not real. Let me read this article real quick. There is something wrong with the Sixers, but everyone in Philadelphia, including the Sixers, knew they would have at least one big problem, specifically their offense. Philadelphia is built when fully engaged to be perhaps the best defensive team in the NBA. This combination of size, length, and athleticism can wreak havoc on even the best competition. At the same time, 
Um, Philly's lack of shooting causes issues at the other end. Joel Embiid has talked repeatedly about just having issues and less space than he used to. There is joy when Ben Simmons takes a three-pointer, let it know when he makes one. Al Horford is out of sorts. If you focus on the defense, you can argue that the Sixers have the highest ceiling. If you see their offense is hopeless, in today's pace and space, you can argue that vulnerability first round is what's shaping to be a very competitive easy conference parallels. Uh, they're going to make a move. I don't know what it is, but they're going to make a move. The rise of zone defenses. Not real yet. With the NBA team starting to play zone defenses on a regular basis, no, probably not. But that doesn't mean zone schemes won't be a significant defensive strategy going forward in the playoffs. The Sixers have struggled against zone, and Miami and Dallas have beaten them by playing zone. I don't think you can win an NBA game playing zone. Um, 3-2, these are all beatable things. You have to move the ball around. You have to move the center. But if you don't prove you can beat a zone, then you can't beat a zone. So uh, I'm not mad at these teams for making the Sixers beat the zone. I'm not mad at them at all. Uh, I'm just mad at the Sixers. Um, so for 2020, my 2020 wish is, let me manifest this. The Sixers will get Drew Holiday back, Al Horford, Zaire Smith, and a first-round pick. Um, they will also get Andre Iguodala for a future first-round pick. Okay? And they will get Holiday and Iguodala. They're going to small Jermon Crawford. And they're going to sign two shoes in the free agency. Because Joel Embiid is not happy with the spacing. And spacing matters in today's NBA. Alright. Um, Carmelo Anthony has been amazing. The world said he couldn't play no more. He said he could. And guess what? He was right. So don't ever listen to what other people tell you what you can and can't do. The ultimate decider of that is you. Whether you can. Whether you can't. All right, guys, um, like I said, my Instagram page, I've been posting four posts a day. This is going to be my fifth post. Um, I'll be doing two podcasts tomorrow. Uh, Steph Curry, uh, Dark Steph. I want to say Dark. I want to say the evil Steph returns. And I'll also do a review on my favorite moments from 2019. All right. So I would like to personally thank y'all for the 2019 series. And listen. I need 100 Instagram followers. I need 100 podcast subscribers. So when you hear this podcast, please post it in your story. Tag your boy, right? After you tag your boy, tell a friend. Get one friend to subscribe. If everybody got one friend to subscribe, I'd be doing great. But uh, it starts with, you know, y'all got to do your part. I'm doing my part this year with the consistency with the accountability, and with the quality. Y'all have to do your part, all right? This is the Know Your Role Player podcast. This is J215 Forever. Peace.